Welcome to another Cricket Scotland podcast. I'm Jake Perry. For this, our first offering of 2020, I've been chatting with a man who had a pretty memorable 2019. Ollie Hare's crowned a magnificent season for Grange and the Eastern Knights with a recall to the Scotland squad for the men's T20 World Cup qualifier back in October. His 524 runs for Grange came at an average of over 65, while his haul in the Tilney Regional Series included three centuries, one a 49-ball, 115 not out, against the Western Warriors in the Tilney T20 Blitz. Now fully recovered from the injury which cut short his tournament in the UAE, we met up at Cricket Scotland headquarters to talk about Ollie's past, present and, of course, his hopes for the future. So I'm here with Ollie Hares. Um, very warm welcome to the Cricket Scotland podcast, Ollie. Great to see you. Good to be here. And uh, of course, the last time that I and all the Scotland supporters saw you was was hobbling off against Bermuda in that uh, that match at the Men's T20 World Cup qualifier. Um, turned out to be a broken foot. So how are you now, and how's the uh, how's the recuperation been since the UAE? Uh, yeah, so. We didn't think it was broken at the start, and we were hoping for the best until about four in the morning when we finally got the results. It was uh, devastating, to be honest. I was there with uh, Mary, and uh, she had to console me, to say the least, on the way back in the taxi. Um, but yeah, it's all, all healed now, 100%. Got the all clear uh, a few weeks ago, and it's just been back to uh, training um, in the gym and getting everything fit and ready again after sort of six weeks in a moon boot, which was... Long, but <laughs> yes. and raring to go now. New season, yeah, yeah new season. And um, we've got the next training block starting next week, so it'd be good to get um, back in with that. I think it's fitness testing on Monday, so that should be fun for everyone involved. <laughs> <laughs> Test out the foot yeah, properly, exactly. then. Yeah, um, I mean, looking back on that um, on that qualifying tournament, uh, the first goal of qualification was achieved and pretty emphatically in the end, but. Quite a mixed tournament in terms of results from, from Scotland's perspective. What was your, your take on the, the whole experience? Yeah, so obviously the aim was to qualify, which, as you say, we did. Um, the way we did it probably wouldn't have been, well, wasn't to, wasn't to plan. Um, but at the end of the day, we did, we did get through. It just sort of shows what 2020 cricket is sort of all about. It's fast-paced and you don't really know. It's quite hard to judge. Um, and it shows as well how strong the associate nations are at the moment. Um, in the past, probably wouldn't have been as competitive. Whereas now, it's every team. It's there's no there's no walkovers. It's you've got to be on your game every single game. So no, it's we got there. That was the main thing. Yeah, and and of course, great to see you back in the Scotland shirt after after what it's almost like a second debut, I suppose, after your your initial uh, debut back in 2010. Um, you played your way back into the. The squad after a quite outrageous season for uh, for Grange and the, the Eastern Knights, some of the performances you put in. Um, but looking back in your your first season back in, in on the Scottish scene uh, since that time in 2010, when you made your initial uh, international debut, how have you seen things change in that from that time from from as a 19 year old to 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 where where things are now? So, well, personally, I've matured quite a bit um, I could say I probably play a similar brand of cricket um, but just knowing my game um, a bit better and coming back being away for so long and coming back into it I remember the first regional ser- uh, game I think I can't remember where it was but I remember it was April it had snowed the day before we were all in makeshift t-shirts um, and that was the start of sort of the east west north um kind of thing there were no coaches it was just rock up and we just said right we're going to play a game um, and then obviously coming back into the setup now it's a very professional outfit you've got coaches SNCs physios on site it's 
it's a great it's a great environment to be in. Um, so coming back to it was completely different to what I had sort of been accustomed to as a regional series. Um, but it was just great to be back involved. And as you just announced on on Twitter just this uh, this week, a new challenge coming up ahead in the season season to come at Newcastle Cricket Club. Yeah, it's uh, it was a tough decision. Um, Obviously, having played a lot of my cricket at the Grange when I was younger, being away and then coming back again, and I really enjoyed last season. Um, however, just it was a decision that I thought long and hard about. Um, it's a new challenge, um, new added pressures going down there. Um, and yeah, really looking forward to it. Take you back to the big, very beginnings. Um, how did you get into cricket? What were the what were the early days like for, for Ollie Hares? So my... Uh, Granddad used to play Kent School Boys. He was a keeper, so I always had cricket through my dad and that side of the family. Um, I remember throwing balls around over the little bungalow we lived down in Lippock and then playing at a local ground. Um, I played Hampshire under eights, under tens, went on a few tours um, to South Africa when I was sort of under 13. Um, and then we moved up here. And then when I moved up here uh, to Merkiston, had a link through Simon Smith at the Grange and then yeah that was that was it I started playing all my um, age group cricket at the Grange then got into the age group Scotland stuff uh, I think it was Easter Scotland development and all that the usual the usual pathway mm. um, and yeah that was that was it really yeah and what, and what are your memories of your of your debut seems like a long time ago now yeah I have to wrap my brain to that one it was uh, I remember it was India A, um, I think it was my debut. Um, I remember having a government and politics exam the day before. So I was meant to be in playing both of them, um, but I could only play the second one because of my golf pol exam getting in the way of it. Um, and looking back at the results, I think you can tell which paper was which, which uh, <laughs> mum always keeps reminding me of, wondering why that paper was a lot less. I think I had my mind on other things. But yeah, no, it was, it was great. It was a bit of a shock because obviously playing school cricket and playing club cricket hadn't played too much sort of A-team cricket um, at that time um, and it was, a, it was a big jump I remember getting hit the ball at oh God, I think it was long on hmm. and gently club cricketer gently jogging in all of a sudden it was coming at me a lot harder than I expected and I was like right here we go <laughs> so, this, so this is how this is done um, but you know it was great I remember hitting, uh, hitting a few boundaries and settling the odd nerves but no it was, it was good fun and from, from there of course down to York University and then on to Australia for club cricket? Yeah, so I went to York, St John Uni and then played at York when I was down there. Um, I was planning on coming back up but my time at York was enjoyable um, and it was a great place to play. Um, I'd love to go back there again. It was a 300 every week kind of pitch, <laughs> which is ideal. Um, and then, yeah, finished uni and then went to Australia, um, which is where I think it was second game in I got injured which yeah. uh, wasn't wasn't ideal so uh, that kind of put a stall on things i guess the, the the whole thing i mean take us back to to that time what what happened how did the you know the recuperation um, process go yeah so i remember it, the pitch got changed because one of them had just been sanded and mm. um, so we moved to a different pitch and it was even more sandy which was great and i i remember thinking right i'm not going to slide on this because i think it was simon jones in the ashes did it and did his ACL yeah. so I went right I'm not sliding so I went to pick up the ball and twist and my foot got stuck in the sand instead of sliding in it and I heard a pop and I won't repeat what was said but um, everyone rushed around and it was it was pretty horrible 
Um, didn't really know what to do um, in terms of where I was going. It was I stayed out there for a few months. I had a bit of a bit of a holiday, but it wasn't the reason I went out there. So it was uh, very frustrating. Wasn't in the best place, um, especially not being in the. I didn't haven't seen my future going that way. To be fair, yeah. um, so then came back and had to sort of rethink things. Um, had a season down at Walney in Birmingham, where I was same as uh, team as Nav Punya was there, uh, Freddie Coleman. So it was good to see a few other Scottish faces. Um, but even then, the knee was still giving me a bit of jip, and it wasn't really. I was in two minds as whether I should carry on at that sort of level. Um, thankfully, I pushed through it, and we are where we are now, which is yeah. which is great. Interesting, you mentioned Simon Jones. Um, I suppose the mindset and coming back from from an injury like that, when I, I, I guess you see the potential end of your career, or at least the end of the uh, playing at that at that level again. Yeah, a lot sort of goes through your through your head. Um, you almost think that's it life's over because um, cricket had been sort of everything from a young age as soon as you start playing in all the age group teams and obviously um, had played a few a few Scotland games by then and to have that um, big injury was it was it's hard to sort of explain what was going through my head um, it did yeah it wasn't a great it wasn't a great place to be in mindset wise um, but there were a few people at the time that sort of got me through that mm-hmm. um and just started to focus on other things. I started coaching more, um, which took my mind off the fact that I wasn't able to play at the level that I wanted to um, for the, until obviously the recovery was recovery was done. So when when you get your second chance, um, do you see things as unfinished business? Do you see it as that you're making up for lost time, or is it? Can you be more philosophical about it that that everything you get now is a bonus? That um, that you somehow more relaxed about things as you as you start your the second phase of your career. Uh, yeah, uh, a bit of both really. Um, obviously, having such a long time out after after being so involved and that being the focus to then sort of having stepping away makes you realise that cricket isn't everything. And um, whereas at that at sort of nineteen, that was the main focus. It was I have to do this. I have to do this is where I have to be. If I don't do this, then it's almost a failure. Whereas now it's more. It's great. It's a great opportunity. It's a lifestyle that not many people are able to say they've done um, or have the opportunity to do. So it's just taking every opportunity that you sort of can and giving yourself the best chance to to be the best that you can and help the team, which is yeah, which is which is the plan moving forward. Yeah, yeah. And and thinking of moving forward in the future, does does it influence your ambitions? I mean, compare your, yourself as a nineteen-year-old when you you're making that that international debut and your your thoughts about what's coming in the year ahead and then you go through an experience like that and you're coming back does do your ambition say the same or or do you do you look at things in a different in a different way um sort of when i was when i was younger it was yeah you're almost looking about what can i achieve and you almost start looking too far in the future rather than just taking each sort of season each game and every opportunity as it comes whereas now 28, 29 um, this year, it's more of a case of, right, you don't know how long left you've got, especially with injuries. They can come sort of out of nowhere and um, there's many players that have sort of, careers have been stopped early, you've just got to enjoy enjoy the moment rather than looking too far in the future. Mm. Um, and if anything pops up or any games, just 
made the most of it. Mm. I saw an interview that you did with Gary. Um, must have been at the start of last season where you were saying, you know, essentially taking each game and hopefully back on the Scotland scene. And of course, that happened that season as we've, as we've been discussing. So what are, your, um, what are your hopes for what's coming up ahead and, and, and beyond that Scotland-wise? Uh, so obviously World Cup is the main is the main aim and there's two uh, big T20s um, in the summer against New Zealand and Australia they're the, the main focus um, again not looking too far too far ahead whilst that's the main goal we've got six weeks of training um, where we can really nail down skills and fitness and get everything to where we want it to be and then it's just go out and enjoy it um, when, when I've not enjoyed playing that's when I don't you don't get the best out of me so the more I enjoy it and the more I just relax, that's that's when that's when I can perform at my. Uh, well, I personally feel that I can perform at my best. So it's making sure that you have that nice balance of yes, of a focus on on the game, and also being able to sort of switch off, um, which is yeah, you need to find that balance. Yeah, and uh, and of course, the man at the helm, um, which we we can't leave this without uh, having a word. Uh, about uh, about Carl Kutzer announced yesterday ICC's Associate Cricket of the Year. Yeah, he's he's had a fantastic year. He's had a fantastic ongoing career. He's done he's done loads for cricket Scotland. Um, I've missed part of so when I first started, I did, he wasn't really he was down south um, a lot, so I didn't really play with him. Um, so I only started really getting to know him the last sort of year or so. Um, and he's great to great to be around. Um, and he just needs to, yeah he's keep going and uh, yeah he's a great captain and everyone gets behind him Ollie absolute pleasure to talk to you thank no you very much thank you very much for having me Ollie Hare's there getting this new season of the Cricket Scotland podcast underway my thanks to him and of course to you for listening from me Jake Perry until the next time goodbye goodbye